Welcome to the Wednesday Night Tailgate, where the tailgate party never ends. I'm your host, Drill Sarnzi. Season 5 kicking off for the Wednesday Night Tailgate. It feels so good to be back. And we have brought back the original music, as recommended by our co-host, Jai. And you know what? He was right. So, so show starts so much better with that music. And speaking of the devil, I must bring on my tag team partner for this evening, the man with the deepest voice of any 21-year-old college student you've ever heard. Ladies and gentlemen, Jai! What's good, Sarge? And yes, it is so great to have uh, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue return as our program's theme song. The show, it, it, there's something about the energy of that song that, that I mean, it, when you have the word Kickstart, the first word of the of the song title you know you're in good shape but the show seems a lot better feels a lot better you get off to a much more energetic start when you have that a great song by motley Crue to begin our weekly program but nice to be with you here on this wednesday yes i at least i feel so much more energetic not that the other song lacks any energy but Something about that song really just, like you said, it really just kickstart your heart. Like, you're just like, I'm ready to go, you know, run a mile or do, you know, run through a wall, something, you know, I'm ready Absolutely. to kick some Absolutely. ass. Absolutely. I, as a matter of fact, I listened to that song. Where was I going? I listened to that song when I was walking to my one o'clock class, I believe, earlier this afternoon, my headphones and puts a little pep in your step and you get to you get to class a lot faster listening to that song that yeah sure. bet you're right re ready to do some outstanding learning and then you get into class and all the energy is sapped out of you oh uh, <laughs> you read my mind absolutely <laughs> absolutely yes um as we I wait for crapper before we dive into the nfc east i want to wait because i mean that's his division obviously yes. as as a giants fan i don't want to start without him but we're not gonna wait too long um big week this week with the combine jai and a lot of talk about the bears and justin fields and what they should do um you know all the radio heads have their own yes. you know decisions and you know assumptions about what the bears should do i want to what do you think the chicago bears should do with justin fields in this number one pick Hold on to the number one pick and trade Justin Fields. Uh, he is—he just isn't it. And we've seen the—and I can see if I can track him down uh, right quick. His—you know—his very specific numbers in the fourth quarter. It's just not good. And when you're—and listen, everybody knows that not every quarterback can be the. Mahomes, the Allens, the Lamar Jacksons, the Joe Burrows, the Jalen Hurts of the world, but you gotta be you gotta be mm. a tier below all of them to warrant continuing to be the starting quarterback for a rebuilding franchise, especially when it's going to be due for some money in the you know in the not too distant future. And the quarter and teams are realizing that unless you have a quarterback that has taken you to the playoffs and won you some playoff games and is taking you on a Super Bowl run or one pretty damn close to it, they're not going to be so trigger happy to get to give a quarterback a brand new expensive contract, 
especially when they're in a position where they can replace you, you know, for a quarterback that may be better than better than better than the the uh, the place holding quarterback already in question, and or they obviously know that he's going to be not or, but they obviously know that he's going to be uh, the quarterback that they draft out of college. and know they won't have to pay him for the next four or five years. I mean, he's going to be you know making league minimum, you know, at mm-hmm. best to put it to put it in layman's terms, but. They got to move on from Justin Fields. Did he have his moments of brilliance, you know, to as the Bears went on, had like a nice November and early December? Absolutely. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's not, you can't give a, you can't say, ah, he's our quarterback that we got to stick with because of one good month, a month and a half when he's been there quite a long time. And the Bears even went out of their way to uh, to trade to get him some weapons to work with and to throw to heading into this past football season. And he still was average at best. So they got to move on from him. They got to trade him, see what else is out there. I don't think Caleb Williams, though, in all fairness, is the answer uh, in turn. But they got to move on from uh, Justin Fields and hold on to number one pick and see what quarterback. I think they'd be better off, you know, with uh, with Michael Penix, myself, me personally. But uh, but they got okay. to move on from Justin Fields. Michael Penix. All right. Um, Southern Sarah said in the chat, trade down, get more draft picks, and get another wide receiver. Um, here's my thought, right? You've had Fields three years. He has his moments. I think the Bears have not done the best with surrounding him with the right talent and the right system for him to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has moments, like you said, where he makes things special happen on the field. He's a very tough competitor. He will do whatever it takes to try and win games. Uh, you know, I... For me, right? You gotta, you're gonna have to pay Justin Fields, but how much are you really gonna have to pay him, Jai? He obviously. No, I listen. Don't get me wrong. It's not like that. They, you know, that they gotta pay that Joe Burrow or um or Justin Herbert's on the books. Don't so don't. And he's not in a position where you can ask for for those types of quarterbacks caliber money. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, but still, when you are rebuilding franchise. And you're trying to get yourself in a posi- in a position in a situation where you're trying to compete to win a championship, uh, you know, cap space and get, and paying your quarterback, you know, it's different. You can't be a rebuilding franchise, give your quarterback a pay raise, and be fucked on both ends of the spectrum. You're in, you got little cap space to work with, and you know, at the end of the day, you're not a Super Bowl contending football team. You know, the reason why teams go all in and they Excuse pay me. that quarterback an exponential amount of money is because of the, is because of the 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 the, uh, the opportunity cost, the uh the trade back that they get. Yes, we got to, you know, play salary cap gymnastics in the offseason and hit well with our draft picks, but we know every single season we're a Super Bowl contender because our quarterback is X, Y, and Z. But if you're a contending fo- but if you're not a contending football team or far from a contending football team, you have yourself no favors to pay a quarterback that's going to that's going to suck up the majority of your salary cap when well He's not going to be where you know at the end of the day he's not going to take you to the Super Bowl, let alone get you a deep playoff run to begin with. 
Well, no, I, and fa- and I'll let you finish. <laughs> also, factor in this: there's also a lot of holes on the Bears' roster that's got to be addressed, other than the quarterback position. Keep that in yep. mind as well. So it's yeah, also so- unfair to the to the to the buildup of the rest of the roster. To to, uh, to pay so that well, that's why it. So say, what if we pay Justin Fields say thirty million a year, Jai? Not an astronomical number, right? That's not even I think top half of the league money would would is that is that crazy to pay him 30 million a year um it's not crazy but i i don't know okay. me, me in good conscience after seeing justin fields play and how he's begun his career and listen he's not a scrub he had you know let's i mean we i think because of the way quarterbacks are now, we give up on guys too soon. And he's shown me enough that, to me, he's not a guy you give up on after just three years. I, I, I don't. I've seen enough of the improvisation and things he can do that if you get a good offensive coordinator in there that can help him and you build put pieces around him, I think you can be successful, especially. They said, if you get out in front and you pay him $30, $35 million, that's in, especially in, I've heard numbers for Dak, they're talking about 60 in, you know, that that's the numbers we're going to. We thought 50 was high, 60 is going to be the number here in a year or two, Jai. So now that I've got Justin Fields under contract for four years at 30 to 35 million a year, does that seem, now does that seem reasonable? But here's also the thing. Well, I was going to say, and... Someone offers you, say, the Raiders or the Giants or, team, you know, the Patriots, whoever. They offer you for that number one pick, their, number, their first this year, their second this year, and two more additional ones and a second next year. So you're, you know, gaining a second, an extra second this year, and then two additional ones in the next two years with another second next year. But here's the thing, though, with with that, if they lose out, they they the Bears because of past history can ill afford to um can ill afford to pass up on another court can ill afford to pass up on another quarterback because of the, because of the fact and it was known and even even before Justin Fields was even drafted by Chicago, what was the number one uh you know. The, joke that every outside of the double doink that everybody would hit Bears fans over the head with is that they had an opportunity to draft Patrick Mahomes in 2017 and they chose not to do so and if any of these quarterbacks I don't think any of them will be elite superstars in the league because not every quarterback draft class you know is you know has uh, is going to be the 2020 class with Herbert Hurts Burrow all in the same day. It's and not you, every, and not, I know you don't want to, but two is also in that class as well. Eh, right? Yeah, I'm just saying he's, he's he's serviceable quarterback. I he's a more than serviceable starting quarterback in the NFL. So, he is. but not but uh, not <laughs> but not every draft class is going to be not every draft class is going to be like that. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Right? There's also rumors, so why and take, I know. So well, why take that chance? Yes, but now, right? Say they do draft Caleb Williams. I know he's saying now that yes he will go wherever he is drafted but i think that's just lip service i don't right. think he you know he's it's been said he doesn't want to go to chicago 
And like you said, you don't think he's the guy anyway. So is he, you know, are you really getting an upgrade over Justin Fields? And they definitely can't take Drake May because they, the Mitchell Trubisky was from North Carolina. You can't do that again. And, you know, so then is, is it Jaden Daniels? But do you think he's the guy? I, I don't know. I just, I've seen enough from Fields that if I feel confident, like I said, you trade down, you get a receiver, you're able to plug maybe a defensive line or the offensive line, you get additional picks. That's what I think I would do, you know. But, you know, who knows? I mean, Caleb Williams couldn't be the next Patrick Mahomes. That's what people, they think he's a generational talent. I, you know, I tend to think he's a bit of a crybaby. Yeah, he's he's S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Soft. (laughs) Yes, he is. So, so yeah, I don't see it. And not, you not can't be soft. Person. You can't be soft playing in Chicago, man. They are, yeah, man. they are all about toughness, and that's why Justin Fields is a tough dude, man. Yeah, and, yeah, he is. And and that's the thing that kind of that works in his favor is because you hear all the t- you know he's a good teammate. He's he's a good guy, nice to everybody. His teammates love him. His te- loves playing with him. Everything else, and the fact that he's he has. He has all of the things that you want your starting quarterback in terms of the intangibles, but X's and O's when you watch him is where he lacks. Yeah. He's he's tough as hell. He's he's gritty. He's got and then even like he you know there's when I hear the two best running quarterbacks in the National Football League, it's Lamar Jackson and it's Justin Fields. But the thing that separates him from Lamar Jackson is that is that Lamar Jackson's a better thrower of the football than Justin, than Justin uh, Fields is. A little bit. I also think the way he's had better offensive coordinators and Harbaugh's a much better coach than fucking Eber, Eberflus. Uh, I also think, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. When he came in, he had Bill Lazor his first year, 2021, right? Or... Yeah, Fields was drafted in 21, correct? Or was he? Yeah, he's been in the league three years already, right? So Bill Lazor and then Luke Getze have been his offensive coordinators. I mean, are we really, you know, are we talking about anybody good? No, we're not. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Now, granted, he he did have uh, Greg Roman. uh, Yeah, you're talking about uh, Lamar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but I thought Roman. Um, I've seen a thing. Roman's teams have ranked in the top of rushing offenses in the league for like the last like ten seasons or something like that, where he's been. So that is accurate, but I mean, he wasn't exactly you know Don Coriel. Don't listen. Listen. Yes, let's not, let's not and now that. Shane Waldron is the Bears' offensive coordinator. Where did he come from? Shane Waldron. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm not sure. But I also think, I mean, are we really into Matt Eberflus as a head coach? Oh, he was um, was with the Seahawks. He was their their offensive coordinator last year, last three years. Okay. So, you know, he's a guy. This will probably be the best offensive coordinator that if Justin Fields stays, he's worked with, right? Um, look at what Shane Waldron did for Geno Smith. True. Can can he 
do that with Justin Fields, who's a much younger quarterback, who now, right, he's got DJ Moore, and the assumption is even if they trade back, they're getting Marvin Harrison Jr. or uh, what was the kid from Washington, right? He's the other, the next. Michael uh, Penix. Michael no, Penix is the quarterback. The wide receiver oh, from Washington his, is the next. He's like the second best wide receiver. His name escapes me. I yes, I will get it in wow. here in a second. Uh-oh. That's Who's my, yelling at you? No, that's my brother who just walked I know. by. He's on I hear him. Yeah, Romy Adunze. Adunze? I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. Romeo Adunze, I think that's his name. He's the t- second prospect. You bring him or Marvin Harrison Jr. and you, you team them up with DJ Moore, I think, you know, fields can be much improved. But unfortunately, I think I'm wrong, and I think he gets traded, you know, before free agency starts, and uh, the Bears will be drafting Caleb Williams. So um, I messaged Crapper again. No response, Jai. So we've already waited about 20 minutes. So let's move on to what we are going to do, which uh, for the next couple weeks, next eight weeks, ladies and gentlemen, leading up to the NFL draft, we will be recapping each division, talking about, like, what – happen for each team in those divisions during the season and then a little preview of what we think they might need to do to better themselves for next year how's that sound jai that sounds great all right so we're gonna start nfc east the dallas cowboys ended up winning the division finishing 12 and 5 so let's start with the positive jai what what went right for the dallas cowboys this year what went right for the Dallas Cowboys is that Dak Prescott arguably had one of, if not his best regular seasons that he's had since he's entered the league. That's what went right for him. If my memory serves me correctly, Dallas Cowboys had the number one scoring offense in the National Football League and were blowing teams out left and right. It seemed like every single you looked up every single win that they played Every single win that they uh, stacked up, excuse me, was a blowout. And they went undefeated at home, which is a very, very hard thing to do in the National Football League. Uh, And has always been hard. And it's one of those things that's an underrated accomplishment is is playing now nine home games, fluctuating on the year, but eight, nine home games, Mm -hmm. especially against the team. Now, granted, they did play garbage at home, the Jets, the Giants, <laughs> the Patriots, uh, the Commanders. So they played, did play. They, they played the Eagles in the, uh, yes, they Dallas. Did. They had the Eagles, who were a playoff team. They had the Rams at home, which who were. So I mean, it even so, I mean, it evened itself out. But they went undefeated at home, which was not which is not an easy task under any circumstances in the regular yes. season. Uh, that's where you know that's the positives, and they won their division. They were able to catch Philly. You know, Philly got off to a piping hot start to begin the year. Uh, the we'll Cowboys. Get, we'll had, get to Philly. We'll get to Philly, yeah, John. Yeah, don't yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. jump the ship yet. Yeah, but they were able to catch Philly and take the division from him in the final month of the regular season. So, it, those are your positives, because Lord knows they have a, a bunch of negatives that all came trembling and crashing down all at once that kind of ruined it not kind of ruined their season essentially yes um uh we'll get to Dak after i think 
You're right. I mean, well, and right, like you said, they they won the division, especially, you know, I know Philly fell flat on its face, but you still have to win the games to catch Philadelphia, and they did. Um, and I think you're right. This was Dak's best season. I want to say, what was his, his, probably since his rookie season? Yes, 2016. Yeah, this is, this was by far his best season, and he was, I mean, throwing darts all over the place. Um, CD Lamb is a legit number one receiver now. It's not even, not, I mean, I think people thought so at the end, you know, last season, the 2022 season, but there was still a little bit of question marks. He is by far a, a top guy. It not not you know he's almost unguardable. McCarthy is able to find ways to get him open. Um, that and I think another thing they seem to just keep turning out tight ends in fucking Dallas, man. Yeah. Uh, I tight, mean, tight end position comes up clutch for him. Like you lose uh, right, Dalton Schultz went to Houston, and um, uh, what was the kid's name? He had like ten touchdowns this year. Uh, Peyton Hendershot. No, not Hendersh. He's the backup. The other one. Uh, God damn it! Now we gotta look it up. But he, they, they seem to turn out tight ends like it's nothing. God damn! Of course, it brings up the old ones. Jake Ferguson. Yes, Ferguson had an outstanding season Jake for them as as well. So it, it, I, you know, offensively great, defensively, um, you know. Quinn's defense works when you're ahead because he likes to blitz, bring pressure, and then play extremely aggressive with the corners. And when you're in a lead and another team is passing, that works. But when you're behind, his defense, you know, as we saw in the playoff game, doesn't work. So now let's we'll get to what what went wrong for the Cowboys this year, Jai. A lot of things, um, and since we and we did not do a show uh, the week, I think after. Uh, You're correct. I was. I think had, I was in. I was in Poland, so we did yes, not do a show. We didn't do a show the week after they imploded against the Green, Green Bay, Bay Packers. Packers. Yep. So, and I'm buying myself time. I'm going way back into the month of January where I had it up on my sheet where the Cowboys just vomited all over themselves. If I can find it, uh, that would be really be great. But the, the Dallas Cowboys were absolutely offensive. They could not stop the run under any sets of circumstances. I mean, and, we, and this is the thing about Dallas that kills me. You know what their problem is. We all knew what their problem was all year long because we saw the Philadelphia Eagles have their way against them run, with them running the football. We saw the uh, the 49ers and CMC when they ran them out of the building back in mid-October. We saw that they had issues running the football. And the Dallas Cowboys and Dan Quinn played that soft-ass nickel defense. And if you know anything about defensive formations and the nickel defense, is that when, you, when that is your base defense, you are begging the opposing offense to run the football down mm-hmm. your throat and run it out of your building. Because typically nickel defense, you got one – one linebacker standard. So maybe two, sometimes one, two, one, but... may, one, maybe two linebackers and the Dallas yeah. Cowboys got little ass 
uh, small linebackers at that to begin with. And what does Aaron Jones do? 21 carries, averages 5.6 yards a carry, a buck 18 and runs for not one, not two, but three touchdowns. And oh, by the way, Jordan Love, five in, only five incomplete passions, incomplete passes, 16 to 21, 272, three touchdowns, no sack. And I got to hear Micah Parsons being some big time defensive pass rusher that's going to you know, shake Jerry Jones down for a new contract. And the first time I see him take over, and any time I see him take over, take over a playoff game will be his first. Lawrence Taylor <laughs> 2.0 my ass. I mean, he was absolutely nowhere to be found. And all season long, he was bumping his gums on a stupid-ass little podcast about how the Dallas Cowboys get no respect. Sick people that are out there that root for the Dallas Cowboys downfall. Put some respect on Dak Prescott's name and that in the third. And he and his football team go out there and, and shit themselves like that. Dak Prescott was at, and I went here, Wilio threw, threw for over 400 yards. Empty fucking calories. Yeah. He didn't throw for over 200 yards until about, until about midway through the, through the third or third or yeah. fourth quarter. When the Green Bay run. Packers are playing soft defense and you're throwing on every possession and the Packers don't <clears throat> aren't tightening up until you get into the red zone. So letting you, yes. like you said, just letting you dink and dunk your way down the field and to they'll let you gobble clock. up yards. Right, yeah. to take up clock. He got yes. sacked four times through two interceptions. <clears throat> excuse me, two interceptions. One of them was a pick six, so you spotted him seven points right there. And then furthermore, on the flip side of Dallas Cowboys, couldn't run the football all season long. Yes. They couldn't run it in, in the Green Bay game. C.D. Lamb was about the only Dallas Cowboy that bothered to show up that afternoon. Mm. And, well, typical, and typical Mike McCarthy slop, how his teams are sloppy, undisciplined, unprepared, not ready to play, and then it's a game of who struck John and why, and then Jerry Jones putting gasoline onto the fire as per usual. It's, it's just typical Dallas Cowboy slop, typical Dallas Cowboy mess, and they deserved everything that came their way in the Green Bay game. Everything. This team um, is a guaranteed <laughs> choke artist in the month of January. Yes. They have been for as long as I've been alive and been a football fan. Every single time it's been, it's been longer in, than that, Chai. Yes, and every <laughs> single time you put an element of expectation on the sorry ass football team, they invent new ways, new ways to choke, collapse, and disappoint their arrogant fan base. Do you think, like you said, the running game was non existent basically all season? Do you think they missed Ezekiel Elliott this year? They miss Ezekiel Elliott in the sense that he provided an element of surprise with their running game. One like that Zeke was going to go, you know, was going to turn into Tony Dorsett if he was on this 2023 Cowboys roster. But they do miss having somebody to play off of Tony Pollard. That they did. That they did miss. And I tell tell you something right now. It's not going to be an easy task, but they need to be among one of the first teams that should be waiting by the phone the minute free agency opens to put a call into seeing if Derrick Henry wants to become a Dallas Cowboy. Hmm. I was going to. They, they well, need him desperately. Well, they're not going to re-sign Pollard, right? That's they're letting him walk. I right, and we've heard this from the Cowboys fans for like three years now. Uh-huh. Oh, Tony Pollard needs to touch the ball more. He needs to be the feature back. Zeke is done. Blah blah blah. You know what it is? Zeke did all that dirty stuff that kept Pollard fresh. 
And that's why Pollard was so explosive during, you know, throughout the whole season. Now that he's the feature back and he's a smaller guy and he's asked to do more, he can't be as explosive. And I think that's why they miss Zeke. And I think you're right. I think they should be calling Derrick Henry. Um, Let me ask you this then, Jai, since you brought up Derrick Henry. If you're the Cowboys mm-hmm. and you can sign these two players for $12 million combined, do you do it? Do you bring in Derrick Henry with Austin Eckler? If you can, do it. Saying for like $12 million. Yeah, can you, if, you know, yeah, if you can, you absolutely. could get them for a combined 12 million for the season. If you can get them for a combined 12 million this season, you absolutely pull the trigger and do it. You have to mm-hmm. do it. You have to. We talk about it all the time. We talk about it with my team. We talk about it with, um, you know, we talk about it with, uh, I'm drawing blanks because I'm so far removed from thinking football, but we talk about it all the time. You know, you have to. I don't care who your quarterback is. You still have to have an out, have a, some sort of uh, uh, emblance of having a balanced offense, just for the mm-hmm. sake of keeping the opposing defense off balance and keeping the defensive play caller and the defensive players out there on the field guessing and on their toes. I don't. You know, what I mean, you can. If I tell you something right now, if Kansas City Chiefs. Had Mahomes stole the football 45, 50 times a game on average, you think they would have won the Super Bowl? Probably not. Because as not, great as yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Not, because not this gr- year. Yeah. Not this because year. Because as great as Patrick Mahomes is, you can't you you can't become so predictable, so one dimensional with your with yeah. your play calling. It makes life eighty percent it makes the defensive coordinator, defensive player's job so much easier. And yes. albeit the fact that, that Prescott had had a great year. That's why the Dallas Cowboys lost games that they did to San Francisco, to mm-hmm. Philadelphia, to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, why? Why they? Why they were? You know, beat. Why they were able to beat the Dallas? They lost to the Dolphins too. Yeah. Why they lost to the Dolphins? They escaped by the hair of their chinny chin chin against the Seahawks in late November because they got so predictable with their play. You can't you cannot expect to win a championship playing that way and having your offensive philosophy uh you know p- uh, draw itself out that way. You just can't. Yeah. So if they're in a position where they can get some extra running back help either via the draft or like you said seeing if they could get um Henry or and or Eckler in there on the cheap, they have they have to strike. Well, I think they have to. I only like it if you can bring both Jai, if you bring just one, I think the days of either of those two running backs being a feature back with 300 touches on a right. season are long gone. But if you can bring them both in and Henry's the hammer on first and second down and Eckler is the third down back and then, you know, some series it's all Eckler and then another series it's all Henry and they're like basically like 50-50, I think you can really do some damage with that. And I think the Cowboys missed that with having a Eze- without having Ezekiel Elliott because they had no, no, there was no smash mouth. Everything was finesse with them. Like you said, throw the ball 40 times and Pollard on tosses and sweeps, nothing, nothing up the gut. And they need to get, you need to have a little smash mouth in you. And I think they missed that. You have to. Yeah, yes. They desperately missed Now, absolutely. the question I want to ask you, because I have like I think I have like two or three questions on the Cowboys for next year. First is, 
Is is Dak the guy for the Cowboys moving forward? No. Now, why is he? I well, I think I know why you're saying that, and I think it's because he is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, and the expectation there, expectations there, are different than in other places. Because I, if he was the quarterback putting up these numbers for the Cleveland Browns, I don't think he would get as much scrutiny as he does. I think people would say, oh, he's a good quarterback. He's fine. But because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys and the expectations for them and the coverage that they get is is for them to win championships, and he has shown that in the playoffs he does not have that next level to to get to, right? He's mm-hmm. He has not shown up big in the playoffs when they need him to. He's been okay, but more moments than not, he has not shown up. Do you think that's is that is that why you would say he's probably not the guy for, for the Cowboys? I mean it's I mean I'm going off of what I see. Matter of fact, let me let me go back and do some history and punch it up. Because we all know that Dak Prescott historically in the playoffs he just doesn't deliver. And when you're a quarterback, and think about it, he's already gotten his payday. So he he had his he had his hand out for the Dallas Cowboys once looking for a payday. They gave it to him. Now he's going to have his hand out for the Dallas Cowboys again. Dak Prescott has yes. a Dak Prescott has thrown for 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and seven games in the playoffs with a with 1,962 passing yards. Now that look now that number again is misleading because this year you had empty calories. Yeah, four hundred. Yeah. You take a look at twenty you take a look at twenty twenty two when they um you take a look at twenty twenty two and specifically look at how they played in the forty nine er game. He in the well, offense he, was, was awful. Yeah. Awful. And he had what do you have, two interceptions in that game too? He was terrible. Yeah. Abs- absolutely awful. Cooked up, chopped up Dallas, but the week after he was he was atrocious. Twenty twenty one at home against San Francisco, he was horrendous to start the game and was mid in the second half and forgot the rule about the, about spotting the football mm-hmm. before before the you know before you line up to spike it to save about a second or two left on the clock before time expired. But once again championship quarterback they know the situation they maybe don't decide to call that play and if they do they probably slide about five seconds earlier because they know the rule that the ref has to spot before they before they got to spike the football 2018 did he play overwhelmingly great against the rams no he did not 2016 he he you know he uh, was 24 38 Threw for 302, three touchdown passes, one interception, had a pass rating of 103.2, but Aaron Rodgers was on the other side. Okay, so the first playoff game, we give him a pass. But 2018. Wasn't that the game he left with the lead and Rodgers made like two unbelievable throws to put him into field goal range yes. with like 30 he, seconds left yeah. in the game? Yeah, yes. that that game, he was a victim of Aaron Rodgers' greatness, so we give him a pass on that one. But yeah. the other games. No, yeah. He, I mean, when when it count when it met when the season when his team seasons have been left in his hands, he he always he always comes up small, and we don't. I can count on one hand the playoff victories that he had that he has had in his career against mm-hmm. the Seahawks, against the uh, he's had playoff wins against the Seahawks, against the Buccaneers, 
against the um I know they beat I somebody last a, year. They no, beat he, somebody Yeah, they beat, beat somebody last year. He beat I don't the remember Bucks, who. he beat the Bucks okay. last year. 2023 one and 2023 one and done. 2016 yeah. one and done. 2021 one and done. So he's only got okay. two playoff wins. He's got two he's playoff wins. He's beaten the Seahawks and he's beaten the Bucks. Big one. Yeah. He's got two playoff victories. Mm-hmm. I mean, I and, and I said it ad infinitum going on three years ago now. Joe Burrow won more playoff games in three weeks than Dak Prescott did at that point in period of time in his career. What in the first six years? So did so did Mark Sanchez. He's so, won four. I mean, so I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on now. Josh Allen's won more and more playoff runs. So it's like, what yeah. are we doing here? At well, okay. Day, at the end of the day, the, the jury's out on Dak Prescott, and he's a quarterback that you can't win a Super Bowl with. Period. It, it, it's harsh, and Dak Prescott truthers don't want to hear it. But you can't win a Super Bowl with him. You can't. Hmm. Well, I'd, I, ra- so, I'd rather I'd rather have Lamar Jack. I'd, I'd have more faith in Lamar Jackson winning the Ra- winning uh, the Ravens Super Bowl in the next five years than I do Dak Prescott. I only Dallas do Cowboys. because I think the Ravens are coached better and have a much better defense. But that's the only reason. I don't have any faith in Lamar to win a Super Bowl. But so say, obviously, I don't think. Do you really think that they're not moving on from him though? Right? Do you think they're really uh, would move on from him? I know you think they should. Do you think they actually will? Hmm. Probably not, right? Probably, probably not because of what's available. That well, that was my question. If they did, I mean, now who who are the Cowboys bringing in to play quarterback? If you move on from Dak, which you can't even move on from him this year because the cap. I look the (laughs) the dead cap hit is sixty five million, and (laughs) nobody, (laughs) not even the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones can absorb that. Jai. So, um, what would I mean? I mean, could you see them going out and and get and making a big splash and getting Russell Wilson? Uh, okay, so you bring in Russ on a league, you can get him for a league minimum because that's what he's going to have to get. Is but to you, is yeah. Russell Wilson even an upgrade over Dak Prescott? Ah. Uh... I know everyone thought he won a Super Bowl, but that was a long time ago now, Jai. It was was 10 years ago. Yeah, it was. Um, I... mm, The thing is, though, I could... The what? How Russell Wilson like his how where his career is going, and if the Dallas Cowboys, in all honesty, Sarge, if they play their cards right and are smart about it, let's you know hypothetically speaking, it's just it's just me and you just shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. If they brought in Russell Wilson, and were able to somehow, some way, have like a combination of Eckler and Derrick Henry, and they were a run first offense, and they were able to basically and they were able to bolster their defense in terms of their linebackers and then get better at stopping the run to and they ha- while also having a quarterback that ha- that has more playoff um cachet yeah. and is a uh-huh. better playoff quarterback than Dak Prescott in that conference i could see if, if everything were to fall into place in that specific form or fashion, I could see the Dallas Cowboys at the worst getting to the NFC Championship game. At the at the bare minimum worst, I could see them getting to the NFC Championship game. Because here's the thing also, too, you got to keep in mind. 
Dak Prescott may be the better quarterback. And again, this is all hypothetical, but Dak Prescott may be the better quarterback that you'd want on your team weeks one through 17. But what's to say that all Russell Wilson needs is just to be in a situation where he's above average. He's not awful. He's not terrible, but he doesn't, he's not, he's not putting up Josh Allen or Mahomes numbers, but all he needs is to have a pedestrian season. He takes care of the football. He gets into the playoffs and bam, he, he, you know, he turned, he like, all you know, he has to do Eli Manning. So all he's got to do find a way to get through the regular <laughs> season. Don't fuck it up. Get into, get into January and then go ape shit, go off and, Crazy things have happened, and you yeah. and you'll have yourself and you have yourself winning a Super Bowl. Ugh. Crazy, it, it I know it, it could happen. It could happen. I and, guess, and if I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'd rather have a quarterback that hems and haws through his way during the regular season. Yet come January, he knows what it takes. He has what it takes. He rises to the occasion. Then have the quarterback that looks like the MVP candidate in weeks one through seventeen gives me false hope and then punches me in the stomach when I need him the most yeah. when championships um, are on the table. It's not a terrible idea, Jai. But I, to me now, we've seen Russell Wilson three years in a row now look more than lackluster. I just, I don't think that all of a sudden, like you said, he would hem and haw his way through the regular season. All of a sudden he becomes, you know, Russell Wilson from 2012 or whatever all of a sudden in the playoffs. I just don't, I don't see that out of, I think, I think he is, you know, an average quarterback at best now. And I think he would be average in the playoffs and you would need, like you said, you would need CD lamb, another top wide receiver with Henry and Eckler. Like you would need a lot of help. Russell Wilson would need a lot of help. And, and I don't think, like I said, the Cowboys, because of the way Prescott's contract is situated, you're talking about a $65 million dead cap hit. And you're just, you can't, I get you can get Russell Wilson on a league minimum, but then after that, you, you're, there's no, you're not, even with a $30 million increase in the cap, you're not getting anybody in there with that type of money. Right. So, which brings me to my next question. Like you said, He's a $60 million, even he's a, the way his contracts are structured, Jai, he's a $60 million cap hit. So obviously I think they're going to restructure his deal, Dak Prescott, this offseason. Ken, right, and Michael Parsons is up for, right, he's not owed a deal, but usually after three years on your rookie deal, they usually like, you know, they do the extensions for the the good players that deserve it. I think Parsons is probably one of them, and they you know Ceedee Lamb is up. Jai, they have not extended him. Yeah, that's he, right. Yeah. They did do the fifth year option, but he's at the end of his rookie you know four year rookie deal. He they have done the fifth year option. Can can they afford Dak, Ceedee, and Parsons on this team? Dak CD. That was that was my last question. That was the last question. Then we can move on from the Cowboys. Um, is there anything right? 
Because, well, I mean, and that's the thing, like, where the Dallas Cowboys low-key are kind of fucked because they're in cap hell and they have all these young players that are going to be needing and in demand and demanding, and rightfully so because they've individual outside of Dak, the CD and uh, and Micah. Parsons have, have earned, they've earned, they've earned it, right, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And that's why, and that's where Dak Prescott's caught between Ryan and the hard place because <clears> if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm saying, okay, well, both of these guys, they're younger than you. And they've yet to receive their payday. Dak Prescott's a little bit older, broken ankle. Come, you know, about a yeah. handful, about four or five seasons removed from broken ankle surgery, and he's getting older, not younger. Mm-hmm. And they've already paid him. Yes, he plays yes. the quarterback's most important position, but what also again works in Dak Prescott's detriment is that he hasn't taken the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl, let alone an NFC Championship game. Yeah. He hasn't, but then at the same time, right? If I'm Dak Prescott's agent, I'm saying, "Hey, I just we just came off the best regular season that Dak's ever had. He was an MVP candidate. He's improved. I think you need to lock him up, and you know we'd like a little bit more money." I just you said Ceedee Lamb is going to cost you over thirty million because with the with the bump in right because you get the bump in the thirty million in cap space. Tyreek Hill was thirty million. Right. So obviously now with 30 million more available, if I'm his agent, I'm looking for like 32, 33 million. So CD's going to cost you over 30. Parsons is what, like 20, 25, easy? Something like that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Jerry will figure it out, but you pay those three guys. What what else do you what else can you put on the field with that team? John, and right, still, and you still got to build up your defense too. Yeah, you still, and which was the one of the primary reasons of why you didn't win. You got yes, and what's I know what's his name's going to want big time money too once he comes back from uh, what he tore his ACL. Uh, Diggs. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and that's yeah. the thing again where the Dallas Cowboys are. You know they're fucked because they got to. They gotta pay a mid. They got they. They have to pay a mid quarterback because of where they are, and then they got elite superstars that are going to have to hand out for money. It's just, it's really you know a catastrophe, and th- there. And this is like a moment where if I'm before I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm like, yo, honestly, whatever the fuck the 2025 season is, is because we because we're kind of screwed. I mean, we, we we are screwed. The years that the Dallas Cowboys had to win a Super Bowl to cleanse, you know, the anxiety and whatever worries that their fan base may have was last year. And not so much 2020, not so much 2022, really, because they were a wild card team that year, but really the 2021 season. The 2021 season, they were in perfect position because they were in perfect position they had the three seed if i'm not mistaken they were at home against what wasn't i mean it was a very good footed 49 football team but the 2021 football 49er teams pales in comparison to how good this year's 49er team was and the 49er team of 2022 it was a winnable game at home that they that they should have won that they let slip away uh and they, you know, they, you mean to tell me they couldn't, if they had, if they, I think they probably would have even, yeah, because the Rams were the four seed that year. So, I mean. You had a whole hosted, NFC championship game at home. The way that the playoffs played itself out, yeah. Because because the Packers could, because the Packers and the Bucks 
you know, ended up losing at home. So, and because of and of how crazy and and unpredictable that season was, that was their perfect opportunity to to make a deep playoff run. And out of all the like the the seasons, like the last three Dallas Cowboys seasons, the one I look at where if I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'd be sick to my stomach and would never get over, you know, the season missed opportunity, it would be 2021 because it because it was all their form. And the NFC was wide the hell open. Mm-hmm. And on paper, heading into the playoffs, probably at that point in time, they were uh the like the third best team the third i mean out of the seven teams that made it they were probably the third they were the third best team uh in the nfc they had like probably like the third highest odds to to make it and to go to super bowl behind green bay and the bucks that year and they and they and they failed and they collapsed so that now they're gonna have to pay the piper for their playoff shortcomings because with with this fuckery of a predicament that they're in right now because not they because they're in a situation where they have to practice insanity consciously and hold their breath and hope something and yeah. hope that they get a break or whatever i will because say this they're they're fucked i will say this: we always talk about like how are they going to play these pay these players and somehow jerry finds a way he's able to manipulate the cap and do things and they usually find a way to play pay their guys and keep them so I guess he'll find figure something out. Um, that's enough, enough about the Cowboys. We spent enough time on that that team. Um, let's now go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Johnny. Where's Roy? Can we get him on the phone to have him rant? Where is he? Where <laughs> oh, is please. He? So we hear him say fuck a million times? Yes, yes. <laughs> I miss my buddy. Where is yes. he? Uh, I wish I could impersonate his voice. No, his you, voice it's is. impossible. You know, just a bunch, like a dog going nuts. Um yeah. So Nick the Eagles, Sirianni, that guy's a jackass. Yeah, his Long Island accent. He's yeah. a fucking asshole. Doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Fucking moron. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh Eagles finish eleven and six after mm-hmm. a very hot start, an absolute collapse. Um, for before we get to the bad, because I think there's a lot of bad with the Eagles. Um, what what do you think went right? for the Eagles what went right shit uh I don't know <laughs> I don't know what the fuck went right what about okay how about I would I'll say this how about DeAndre Swift replacing Miles Sanders I think that went right I think he was an upgrade and yes. he was he was able to stay healthy the whole year and I think, and Rue can probably tell you this too, they fucked up in not running the ball with him enough. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think if they run the ball with him more, you know, not to say that they go to the Super Bowl, but I think maybe the collapse is not as as bad. Absolutely. So I'll say DeAndre Swift was probably a a good, you know, what went uh, right for them. Right, exactly. He but. Outside of that, you look at all up and down. Like there, and it's rare because it's rare that you look at a playoff team and you see, you ask, well, what went right? What were the positives? And you're at a loss for words. You know, the Ravens. You say, well, Lamar Jackson won an MVP. 
They weren't as one-dimensional running the football as they were in seasons past, and they had the best defense in the sport. You look at Kansas City Chiefs, their defense was second best in the sport, and Patrick Mahomes in throughout, you know, took over, took over and was the ultimate makeup for his team. And they ran the ball well with Isaiah Pacheco. You look at, you know, the Cowboys, like we just discussed, Dak Prescott had an MVP caliber season, had the best offense in the league. The Tampa Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield had a renaissance of a, had a renaissance of a season, and they somehow won the won nine games, won their division, and won a playoff game. The Detroit Lions, their season stands on stands on its own. The the San Francisco 49ers, uh, you know, CMC had an MVP caliber season, and Brock Purdy, you know, showed that his little renaissance run in twenty twenty two wasn't a fluke. Um, I'm trying, you know, let me think. Houston Texans, CJ Stroud proved that he was the guy, and he and D'Amico Ryans are a tandem that could win the Houston Texans their first ever Super Bowl championship. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, Joe, the, the job that Kevin Stefanski did and coaching a football team with three, four separate starting four. quarterbacks. Four, not just four three, quarterbacks. Four. One over one, made the playoffs. One over double digit games. I mean, that's a tremendous accomplishment in and of itself. And under and it doesn't get talked about a lot. They were in the race to win the division to what the second or the third to last week of the regular season. I mean, that's a tremendous accomplishment. As Crapper, he shows up an hour and a half late and has the temerity, the audacity, the hutzpah, the balls. And the disrespectful chutzpah to play a stupid ass theme song while I'm in the middle of my rant and my monologue. So we got listen to this. Get them on their feet. Crowd is here. Are you ready, Jai? You know what's coming up, right, Jai? No, I won't sing it because you do it, Jai. No, he pissed me off. After getting off a tax call, he's doing taxes, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the show, Crapper! Just cutting off Jai. have no shame at all. Yeah, no shame. You cut off me and while I'm in the middle of my rant and my eagle soliloquy to play your theme song. You are an hour and a half late, but anyway. Uh, first of all, it's dead straight. Um, it's not even an hour. Um, you start the show at 8.33. It's 9.24. Let's do basic math. You're talking to a math teacher here. 50 no, something minutes late. No, no wonder you're not picking up the ladies in your classes. The late, the, the ladies in my classes can barely do math on their own. Now, now so by the way, I clearly didn't time. miss much. There's nobody here but the two of you. Yeah. Where you know, is no, I don't know that people, I guess, don't like, you know, football. They're done with football for now. I mean, how about the, I mean, you bring me in here and then, you know, I feel bad that I get stuck on two tax calls because I want to make sure. Now, by the way, I also got a direct message from Little Runner. What? Uh, she's officially with Travelmation. If you okay. want to like my page and tell your friends. And so it's from Hope Roush in her uh, Disney getup. So uh, take that into account. B.E. would is probably have you told B.E. Oh, I'm sure B.E. is all over that already. I'm sure B.E. is the first person who followed it. Of course. Um, Can I finish my Eagles point? Quick? Ah, whatever. Uh, I just want we, we're a little bit into the Eagles. 
crapper. Hey, look, as soon as I get in, somebody else is here. Elgato. There you Elgato, and as soon as he joined, he left. Um, crapper. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Elgato's back. There you go. Um, thanks for joining us, Elgato. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. What? We we talked about what we asked what went right. The only thing we come up with was DeAndre Swift. Um, oh, this farmer. Hey, what's I, up? I show up. I bring people. Hey, you do. You're absolutely right. Crap. You're. Uh, don't get funny, farmer. I move boys the needle. Don't get. Don't 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 be a smartass. Don't do it. Um. So, what what is the problem in Philadelphia? Since Nick, we can't really think of anything that went well. Nick Sirianni uh, well, still clearly Nick Sirianni lost the locker room. That guy's a fucking clown. Um, I mean, the fact that him yelling at fans, all that shit, like he's a scumbag. Um, he doesn't, he's, he's going to be, he'll be gone by the end of this year. Um, I also would like to say, um, I think we've seen the best of, and we'll never see anything of it again of Jalen Hurts because I think that is mm. it, its maximum and is on its way down real quick here. Wow. Um, you're telling me with that offense, the, that running attack with those wide receivers that he had to play like that much of a bum in the back half of last year. Um, I think his peak was 2022-2023. And now 2023-2024, we saw the regression. And now we see the reason why he got kicked the fuck out of Alabama type Jalen Hurts. We got kicked mm. out of Alabama because Tua was a better quarterback than them. Well, Thank you. the best part is neither of them are ever going to win a Super Bowl, so it don't matter. That, yeah. Wow. Crapper coming in hot. To, that We've already player. seen the best of Jalen Hurts, and he, you know, that that is it. So you don't think Jalen Hurts can get any better than what he is? No, I think, we're, I think we've seen the top. That's I it. don't think so. I don't think so. He, he'll be better. He, he had a horse. Appreciate it, Rulich. No, he'll be better. He's he's a better quarterback and a better player than Tua is. And okay, he had a down season. I think it was time for if he has a bad season next year with new offensive coordinators and and this season's toxicity, you know, flush down the toilet, then it, it, I think it would be time for us to start worrying about Jalen Hurts, but and he's he's still a good quarterback. He's get he's got a good arm. Uh, talented, good, you know, good uh, pocket presence uh, for the most part. Runs the football as good as any quarterback in the league. Not to mention, he also was like nursing a knee injury, which he had essentially all season long. So you get him healthy off his feet. The negativity of this season flushed by the wayside. He'll bounce back. He's too good of a quarterback. Too talented. Too mentally tough. Uh, and you know, and and has proven to us what he can be and what he is. For us to throw in the white, throw in the white towel, um, out off of one pedestrian season. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Jai. I, I don't, I don't think he's gonna be so elite anymore. But I think if you give it to Sirianni and get like a real coach in there, I think you can turn that around. I, my thing is, I'm surprised they kept Sirianni. And me too. I mean, I think if if the season starts off and they're like a 500 team, like eight weeks in, I think he's done. Like, I don't think like this team doesn't start off hot. He he's in a lot of trouble. Um, a lot of trouble. 
Well, hey, well, here's the thing. We can't even really say that because it started off hot last year and look how the season ended. Yeah, but I'm saying it, I'm saying he won't mean. even make it mean. throw if he starts off hot, I think he'll get to the end of the season. But I don't think if he starts off their five hundred, he won't like after week eight, he'll be done. Um yeah. Crapper, what do you think has to happen? Like what moves can the Eagles make to even improve? Bring back Andy Reid. <laughs> Should never let him leave, huh? It was he was the problem is he wasn't winning in Philly. Wasn't happening. Well, I mean he made it to a Super Bowl in four straight uh, didn't he make four straight yeah, NFC but, championship games? Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know when Don McMahon is throwing up in the uh on the yeah. huddle. So again he wasn't winning the Super Bowl, but he was he was winning, you know. Yeah, um, I mean I first of all I think you gotta change the coach. Um, get the culture kind of adapted. Reset. Yeah, real reset. Um, the defense clearly needs some work also. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to get, you know, a different – something going on differently with the defense, you know, than what they're doing. Um, I think those are the steps you got to take. Excuse me. Wow. Tired? Already crap? You just got on five minutes ago. Crapper's been at, at it. And – you know, it's not even like a lot of returns. It's just still getting used to the software and like being able to figure out like how to get everything fully set away. And then I had basketball practice tonight. Still trying to, still trying to drum up business. Remember, I mean, don't forget you two. Even though you two are not clients, if you yes. recommend clients, you get a twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card just for recommending somebody that needs to somebody to do their taxes. And we're, we've already we've figured out we are cheaper than TurboTax. We are cheaper than H&R Block. True story. Wow. I, had a, I have a return I'm doing. They sent me their TurboTax from last year. $152 from TurboTax. We're doing it for $125. Oh, nice. Very uh, – all right. Yeah, so uh, – Crapper's coaching, doing great coaching things. Coaching basketball. Not playing basketball. Coaching basketball practice. Jesus. Take it easy, Elgato. Yes, I call. I also coach basketball as well for ten and under. So, yeah. um, but yes, I think you're right, Crapper, with the Eagles. Def- they need to fix the defense, and I, I almost feel like this is going to be a, a wasted season because they're bringing Sirianni back. I I think they should have got rid of him, and you know who would have been, I think, a good fit with them. I think Vrabel would have been a good fit. Well, Belichick, but even what you don't think Vrabel would have been a good fit he in Philadelphia? He would have. Yeah. But it definitely that, been that would have been a good answer, and I and I'm and I'm not convinced that that will not be the answer next year. Vrabel, yeah, yeah, I want him or Belichick. I think I, will be. I don't think Belichick's going there. No, well, I, I don't. I'm going to say this: I don't think Belichick gets another job. Oh, other than coaching, you mean, yeah, or no more, that all of his coaching jobs are. Dunzo. Mm. Do you think he ends up uh, working for NFL Network? Because I know he did a really good job on that uh, greatest players of all time thing that he did. I mean, he could. Um, yeah. That's possible. <clears throat> we'll talk Belichick another time. All right. Uh, no, I you know I've had enough of the Eagles because I hate them around here. The you fans, live in Philly. Yes, absolutely. the fans annoy me, and I just like I, I think really the problem is until you. Get rid of Sirianni. There isn't anything you can really do, right? So, um, let's go to your team, Crapper. New York Giants. 
finish the season six and eleven. Highlight of the year is you know all the Tommy cutlets, hey, with the hand gesture. Highlight of the year. I don't want. I, I don't want. I don't want. To, I don't want. You know. I don't want to talk about it. Because I. You, don't want mean, to- you know what? So I, I'm, I'm. Let's go back to uh, Thursday morning. Okay. Okay. Last Thursday morning at 9.10, I tee off at the Ocean Course at Kiowa, home of the last Phil Mickelson PGA Championship win. All right? Mm-hmm. Amazing course. So I tee off playing with two guys, an older guy and a guy around my age. And I say to the guy around my age, what do you, you know, he asks me, what do I do? I tell him, he says, what do you, what do you do? I work in medical sales and I also coach kickers. I mean, what do you mean coach kickers? I coach Kyrie uh, Fairban, Fairbairn, whatever. I coach Kyrie Fairban. Yep. I ca- I coach Matt Gay, and I coach uh, the Philly, the uh, Eagles kicker, Elliot Jake Elliott. Yep. Tells me he's played all these courses, played Marion in Philly because of Jake Elliott. It was a thank you for after he won the Super Bowl. He's been to three Super Bowls. Turns out. His he and I looked and I looked it up to fully see what it was. He was a stud kicker in college for Northern Illinois University and got a tryout with the Redskins back in 2007 and was actually in practice beating Swisham or Swisham for the job. And in the second preseason game, he tore his uh quad, and that was the end of his uh NFL career before it started. But now he coaches all these kickers um, to this day. So obviously a lot of the conversation was centered around football. So at first he's like, I'm just going to take everything in you two are saying because we were both talking, me and the other guy, about football. Not even before we knew that, just talking. It's like, I'm just taking it in. I'm not going to say anything yet. And a couple of things he said. First of all, he was like, Belichick's you know, probably not getting a job. And if he does, he wouldn't be surprised if it was the Jets next year. That was number one. Number two, um, lo- loves certain players. He he, he definitely he, he loves certain players um, and their abilities and so on. But getting to the point at hand here, he lo- loves Dable, loves Joe Shane, and oddly enough, loves Daniel Jones. And said Daniel Jones basically isn't getting a fair chance over there and that he's a better player than everybody thinks. Now. What? Who did that sound like? Who does that sound like, Crapper? You. <laughs> yet, yet your ass won't come play golf with me. So, I mean. I, I actually went to Top Golf Sunday. I can swing the club. So, are yeah. You health, I, are you healthy? I'm, health, I'm healthy enough to play golf. So, we will we will get that on the. On the calendar, crap. Are, are you actually going to come to the golf club up here? Yeah, I will come. It's just like with the knee surgery last, I wasn't able to. I but know. now, I'm I'm healthy enough that you owe me a round of golf from our bet two years ago, and uh, yes, I will be coming to the golf course with you. Very nice. And yes. then, but um, anyway, getting to the point here. So now, I agree. I agree with Dable, and I, and I did agree with Shane until. I heard what he said this <laughs> and tells all the media and all the world. Joe Shane says, Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Basically. 
Well, Crapper, you know he can't say Daniel Jones sucks. Well, he can't come out and say that. All I, I know is this. If they are not drafting a quarterback in the first round, which it damn well seems like they're not, seems like they're going after the kid from Washington, a couple of things need to happen here. Number one, they need a serviceable backup, and I think you go get Russell Wilson as your backup. Mm. I also think you have to draft a guy in the second round. So then the question is, who falls? Who's the guy who falls to the second round in the draft? And if you look at updated drafting boards, all right, on ESPN, I just wanted to, I, just, I don't want, I want to be, conf- Jai, I'll let you jump in while I confirm this. Here. I'm eating, I'm, well, I'm letting well, you talk because I'm. Okay. So, well, I'll say this, Crapper. I think the guys that, if you're waiting to the second round, the ones that could potentially fall, you're looking at J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and Michael Penix Jr. That that well, would I, and that's where I'm going with this. That would be the three, you know, that could fall. So, right. mm-hmm. so if you take that out, I think. This way, if you ask Doggy, Doggy's going to tell you to go get Penix. Um, I wouldn't touch Penix with a 10 foot pole with all of those ACL injuries. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stand by what I have said. Oh, I know where you're going. All year. All year long. And that the New York Giants in the second round. Need to go pick Bonix. Mm-hmm. I I think you're right. The, I don't know if necessarily at six the Giants need to draft a quarterback because, like you said, the top three guys will all be gone. Uh, Caleb, May, and Jaden Daniels won't be there. And I think, like you said, then there's the next group of three – and if you like all three of those guys, I'm pretty sure one or two of them will fall to you into the second round. I think you start the season. I know you probably don't like this. Daniel Jones is the starter because I think Bo Nix, if Bo Nix is the guy that they end up drafting, I don't think you can have him start week one, Crapper. I think he need he would. he's a guy that I let Daniel Jones start. And then, like you said, if you do bring in Russell Wilson, then maybe even Russell Wilson plays the whole year or after the bye week is when Bo Nix starts to play for the Giants. So here we go. Uh, the draft right now, first round, uh, Mel Kuyper's got Caleb Williams, one, Jaden Daniels, two, Drake May, three to the Pats, Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Cardinals, J.C. Latham and O. Offensive tackle to the Chargers and sixth, Oduzmi to the Giants. The wide receiver, right? And then where the weird part is, and this is the weird one, number 12. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy, 12 to the Broncos, right? Yeah, which I don't understand that. I don't understand it. Well, if they let Russell Wilson go, why? what what don't you understand about that? So why him over Penix? Uh, Well... I've heard you said I listen- so because of the ACLs. Yes. Oh, but it's what, homeboy. What has McCartney shown you? 
that he could be. No, I agree. M- McCarthy is as <clears throat> if, if people think that uh, Brock Purdy's a system quarterback, then what the hell does that make JJ McCarthy? Well, do? this is well. I'm going to tell you this is what they talked about on NFL Live today. They said he first off he played for Harbaugh, who we know is not a not he's an in your face type of coach, so he can be coached. You know, by anybody, which I think Sean Payton will appreciate. Second is because they were a run first team, he only had he threw they threw the ball what like twenty five times a game? Something like that, right? Yeah, where very minimal. Yes. Where other college quarterbacks are throwing it forty plus times, so they have more opportunities to throw and they don't have to be as perfect when they throw. Where like McCarthy's basically throwing on third down most of the time. So he's saying he's able to make pressure pressure packed throws more consistently than these other guys. So that that's that is the thinking behind drafting a McCarthy over Penix. Plus isn't Penix like twenty five already? Yeah, they're yeah, he's an older guy. Uh, but I don't think McCarthy's only like twenty two, I think. They're not he's not super young, but I think he's like twenty two, twenty three, where Penix is like twenty Five. He spent six fucking years in college, I think, at least, right? Oh, uh, let me look it up. I think he spent like six years. He did like four at Indiana. He got like double redshirted with the COVID year two with all the ACLs that he was able to get an extra two at Washington. So that that's why I think McCarthy over Penix. But then I'm going to assume. Penix 23. Okay. But I think he'll be, he might be 23 now, but 24 at the start of the season. Then just, yeah, because uh, he has a birthday in May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he'll be 24 by the start of the season. Uh, Crapper, if you're looking at the board, it, was there another quarterback taken before the end of the first round? or um, Only on somebody else's draft board, they have Knicks going 20 to the uh, Steelers. Okay. So then that would leave uh, Penix then to the Giants in the second round. I I don't think the Steelers draft because I think – I mean, is Bo Nix really an upgrade over Kenny Pickett? Yeah, the, the problem Mm-mm. is, I believe the uh, what they, I don't think the Giants have. Do they not uh, have a second round pick? They do, but I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's, it's, it's later. It's later than you think. It's not. Uh, it's not in the top ten of second round picks. Yeah. Um. The fucking shit. <clears throat> This is terrible. Well, while you're looking at that, um, crap. Like, and you talked to the guy. He said he likes Dable. I like Dable too. Do you are are you sold? I as like da- is, no, I like Dable too. Dable's the guy. Yeah. To me, what really sold he the first year sold me. Daniel Jones regression, I think, was more on Daniel Jones than it was Dable. And yes, then it was. And then look at oh the Giants. Okay, so the Giants have two second round picks. What what pick? Thirty nine, which is yeah. right, and and they also have forty seven. Yes, so I think at thirty nine you can get, I think Penix or Knicks, whoever. I also there. think if, I also think if there's a player there late in the first round that you can get, you trade thirty nine and forty seven and go get it. Yeah, maybe maybe if you're afraid one of the other teams and someone's going to jump ahead and you want the quarterback, then like you said, you trade it to the back of the first yeah. round. Like if you. Um, 32 like where the chiefs are or something like that yeah um i what really sold me is he somehow made tommy devito into 
a capable made him look like a capable quarterback in the NFL. Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito has no business being a quarterback in the NFL. Yet he made him, he was able to game plan and make the guy win football games. So to me, that's all you need to know about Dable. Uh, And I think Saquon walks, right? They're going to let Saquon walk. And I think, and do how much do they have a bunch of cap space crapper? I think they do with that now and the increased cap. Yeah. Okay. So what, I mean, you want them to just draft a guy late or do you want them to go and sign one of these other guys that's available at the, at the running back position? Draft a guy fourth round somewhere in there. Okay. So you'd rather do that. And then why, why spend the money now? You're mm-hmm. not, a, you're not a Super Bowl contending team. Don't waste the money. If you get a guy and he ends up being a stud, get him for cheap. Um, Otherwise, save your money and wait till you because it, if they if you retool and you get finally the people and the personnel in there that you need with some young guys, that's when you go sign the free agents and that's when you spend the money. Okay. Like we discussed, uh, Sarge with um with the Bears. You know, I mean, the re- you and, save, and, you and, save and, your money until you absolutely have to spend it. And and okay. part of the thing is now with so with so much cap space available to these teams. You're going to see less and less free agents become available that are like difference makers. Mm-hmm. You might get the older guy as a free agent, but I don't think you're, you're not going to get that stud younger player as a free agent. I mean, look, look at freaking Tony Pollard, how everybody thought he was going to be the big shit in Dallas after, uh, which I never thought. He was just a big runner behind Zeke. And the moment you had to give him the ball, then he shot the bed and now he's going to be gone. We discussed that. Yeah, we, yeah, we discussed talk, that earlier about, about the Cowboys. Yeah. About um, and how they need how they needed that second running back to play <clears throat> off of Tony Pollard. Yep. Um last thing, Crapper with the Giants. Would like you said, they have, you know, the two second round picks. Would you be upset if they traded the sixth pick with those two second rounders to move up into the top three to get one of Caleb, Drake, May, or Jaden Daniels? I don't want Caleb Williams. Okay. Well, I'm saying I don't think they can get to one. I don't think that's enough to get to one. But I think can can you get to three from six while you trading the one and your two twos? And would you would you want them to do that? To get it, say Jaden Daniels or Drake May? That is a good question. I didn't really, I really honestly have not thought about that that much. Because mm-hmm. um, I didn't even consider that as a possibility. Um, or do you feel they have too many holes and it's like, hey, we we can't be spending. I think that's part of the problem. There's so many holes. Um, okay. I'm just trying to see what. What are you thinking? What do you think, Jai? Should do you think the Giants should trade up, or should they do, go with Crapper's plan and wait till the second round to get one of these other guys that falls? What Crapper thinks? Wait till the second round, because I honestly am not. Sarge, I told you this at the top of the show. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going with like some revolutionary QBs that can turn a franchise around. So you're better off just staying put. 
uh, see if a quarterback falls in your lap in the second or the third round. You know, it's happened before, and crazier things have occurred in the, in the history of the NFL draft. Sit tight. Don't get too greedy. Don't bite off more than you can chew and see what happens. I'm just trying to look at and see what he did this year. Which which guy? Knicks or? Jaden Daniels. He threw for 40 touchdowns with only five interceptions. Right, but, and I, but he, I want to see who they were against. I That's mean, he played, in, he played in the SEC. So, right, I think but, LSU, what happened was they got out of the picture because they lost, I think, two games early in the season. Like, uh... Fuck, I don't remember who, but they lost two games early in the season, and that's why they weren't there at the end. Well, it's not that they lost two games. The game they lost to Bama, they lost to Ole Miss. That's right, they lost to FSU the first week. Yes, that's what I mean. So they lost like right away. They lost to Florida State, which wasn't great numbers. Twenty-two of thirty-seven, a touchdown and a pick. Then he went nuts against Grambling State. Did well against Mississippi State. Um, did fine against Arkansas. Played well in the loss to Ole Miss. Um, what about played, when they played Bama? 15 of 24 for 219, two touchdowns and a pick. It's not terrible. It's not awful. Um, Did they play Georgia and Florida? Florida, the Heat, 17 of 26 for 372 and three touchdowns. Gee, those are big, big fucking numbers. Chucking it down the field. <laughs> yeah, fifty long fifty-two. <sighs> yeah, you said the FSU. Those aren't terrible numbers, especially yeah, FSU was like they're, the they're top. Not, they're not bad numbers. FSU was like a top defense, like one of the what top three defenses in the country this year. Four two ten. I mean, I take him over Drake May. Yeah. So, I don't trust any of those ACC quarterbacks. <laughs> no, me either. All right, I think I listen. I think Dable is the way to go, and I I think they're going to keep collecting talent. I think Jalen Hyatt will take a step next year, and they just, they just got to get the quarterback right, you know. And like you said, if you said if it is a Bo Nix or a Penix, I I still think Dable is Dable's good with the quarterbacks, man. You saw what he did with Allen, and he said he made Tommy DeVito look like a capable quarterback in the NFL when that guy has no business being on an NFL field. And, you know, I think, like you said, you don't start the season with, say, Penix or Knicks, but after the bye week, and then I think, you know, they should be in good shape. So maybe better things to come for your New York Giants. Crapper. Uh, not this year. Well, better than six and eleven. Uh, not this year. All right, I guess we'll see. Try uh, any final thoughts on the New York Football Giants? Uh, the sooner they cut ties with Daniel Jones and, and somehow put together a real offensive line, the better off that football team's yeah. going to be. Well, oh, think- by the way, we barely discussed it. And do you will anything become of? Uh, uh, Wink Martindale resigning. What's your thoughts on that, uh, Cramp? Will that uh, kill the defense next year? Help improve the defense next year? What's your what were you, What are your thoughts on their uh, that's, that defense? A, that's a disaster. 
because you brought in players for a Martindale defense, and now you're not running his defense. So now you're going to have players who have no idea what the hell they're supposed to be doing. It's like running a 4-3 and bringing in players who play a 3-4. Right. It's just it's, – it's stupid. I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand it. The defense was turning around. He was getting the players that he needed to in. He has a track record to no end. And then we pull this shit. So I, I have no. <laughs> yeah. Also, like you said, Daniel Jones, it's, he's really only on the books for one more year. Jai. Um, they have an out. I know 22 million sounds like a big number, but with how the cap just keeps expanding, a dead cap hit of 22 million in 2025 is not a, a killer like it mm-hmm. potentially used to be. So like I said, I, I think maybe he starts for like the beginning of the season and he's either the Daniel Jones of two years ago, or if he's not, then like you said, halfway through the season, you make the switch to the rookie. And then Daniel Jones is out of here at the end of, at the end of next season. And, you know, just a blip in the radar for the, for the giants. Um, all right, did last you want to Russell go to- Wilson. I'm sorry. Would well, he did. He, Grapper, Grapper, Grapper did say he said he wanted him. Right, Grapper. Who? Russell Wilson. I would take him. Like we talked about Jai. He's not going to cost you anything. He's going to be a league, league minimum. Right. I mean, is he right? Is he getting more than? The, do you think he's getting more than the league minimum, Grapper? He uh, I might get a little bit more, but nothing much. Yeah, he wouldn't get. Yeah, and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson would be a would be a fool to to demand a King's ransom this season. Yeah. Well, he's still. I mean, at the point of his career where he where he's blessed to get whatever he can get. Isn't he still getting like? He's still guaranteed the money from the Broncos this year. Yeah, like exactly. The, yeah, the forty something million. So yeah, he can. I mean, I, I'm not offering him anything more than two million dollars if I'm a football team, right? Like. Yeah, you know. So, um, uh, let's get I'm, to not, the, I'm looking uh, at Will, Will Ferrell's uh, 2015 spring training stats. So, oh Jesus, I I, I remember when he did that. Uh, when yes. he went on two plate appearances, struck out, struck out. Not a really. lot of trade, traded a bunch of times. Um, last but not least, Washington Commanders finished the season four and thirteen. Um, like I said, it's your division. Crapper, so we'll start with you. Did anything what what went right for the commanders this year? Um they got draft picks for trading players. I mean, that's really about it. Well, that and I would also say, right, getting getting rid of Ron Rivera. I mean, yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a definite, but I mean outside of that, they really nothing was positive there. Okay, so yeah, we'll say, they're a dumpster fire. I I can say one other thing, right? I would say, like you said, you got rid of Ron Rivera. What about you found out Sam Howell's not the answer at quarterback, but I think you found out he is a more than capable backup, right? Yes. So okay, you got you found out a couple things, right? Okay, so we got rid of Ron Rivera, and. Sam Howell is a capable backup. Well, anything else, Jai, that you want to add? Is, do you think went right for the Commanders? Dan Snyder wasn't the boss, but that's it. There you go. That's another positive. Yeah, that's another positive. Yeah. All right. I mean, outside of that, that's that's really the extent of it. I mean, there's only upside for them, and that's why I don't think I don't see them moving away from that pick. Um, new new coach, get a quarterback in there. 
you got enough picks to do some uh, to retool. Um, well, I don't do think right, yeah. right. You know, they keep. There's still a couple of years away, but you could see them turning around fairly quickly. Well, I don't think they're they're moving from that pick. The only thing they would, if they're moving, it's to move up. And now that's this. I'm saying with the extra picks they got. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this, Crapper, before we get to Dan Quinn. Should they go in all in on getting Caleb Williams since he has made it pretty – before all this draft combine process, he's made it clear that he would want to play for the commanders. Well, I mean, they got Kingsbury as the OC, so that's why he wants to be there. Um, but, I mean – I, here's my whole problem, and this and this is where I I, I kind of can't comment because I, I don't. Caleb Williams to me is going to be a bust. I'm sorry. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I am I am smelling bust. This has got Jamarcus Russell bust all no. over. Ooh, wow, <laughs> wow, that is wow. Jamarcus Russell bust. Holy this, shit. This this has got. You know, maybe a flash in the pan, a couple of games, and I'm going to see, you know, him throwing the ball 50 times, uh, you know, a touchdown and three picks. And when one thing goes wrong, he's going to cry. And then another thing's going to go wrong and he's going to cry. And then he's going to be sad. And he's going to be blah, blah, blah. I don't care about how big of an arm he has. We've seen this shit in USC forever. How many USC quarterbacks have "quote unquote" massive arms and had ridiculous stats and no and leadership? And no leadership. And no, I think, and it's, it's typical yeah. of a Lincoln Riley offense, where it's just big, gaudy offensive numbers, especially in the Pac-12, where we see that all the time. And when they go to the NFL, it does not translate. Yeah, I think Carson Palmer is probably the only. I would say successful USC quarterback and, that and we've seen. Uh, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. What? No, he is not. No, he is not. He no, he, he was not. the most successful. What? Yeah, because yeah, he didn't yeah, win a Super Bowl. He's not he, successful. How many? Sarge. He didn't even win a playoff game. Well, he was going to win a playoff game until the Steeler yeah, broke yeah, his fucking leg. Yeah, the cunt. Yeah, I I, I was two okay. years old, but it still pissed me off. Yes, I agree with that. But still, what what ha- he he was awful in two thousand and nine against your Jets, and don't try to deny it and rewrite history to say otherwise. I'm not. I'm just saying he's the most successful of the USC quarter. He then also went to Arizona and had Wait, some hold on, good hold seasons on. there too. You don't think Mark Sanchez? Is more success I, was more really, successful than Carson Palmer. D- Mark Sanchez won two he playoff went the games. He went back to back to AFC. He went the back to back AFC Please. championship. As much as Carson Palmer didn't defense, won the one. Please, yes, that's what I'm about to say, Crapper. Jai, as much as I was sucking off Mark Sanchez back in 2009 and 2010, calling him the savior, and he's going to lead our franchise to a Super Bowl. No one would pick. Mark Sanchez over Carson Palmer to be their starting quarterback. That was all defense and ground and pound with San- I mean what they beat the then they beat the Chargers and he threw like 15 passes. Same like he threw 20 passes against your Bengals to win Something a playoff like to win playoff yeah. games. Yeah. They didn't win playoff games because of Mark Sanchez. Giant yeah. now I get it. He's the quarterback. He gets the win, but it wasn't Mark Sanchez, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> go back. Go ahead. Uh 
Correct. So you don't think I, I tend to, I don't think Caleb Williams is as hyped as jet. They keep saying he's a generational talent. I don't think he's. That word that. gets thrown around too damn much in sports today. Not everybody's a generational talent. Jesus, what you got in your are just mid. Ice is in my mouth. Okay. Um, Not better ice than what else could have been in his mouth. So if you're the, the commanders, you, you hang put it to then and just draft either Daniels or May, uh, Jai? Yeah. That or somebody on defense, because good Lord was their defense atrocious last season. I well, I don't know. I think at two, you can, you have to take one of those quarterbacks. You cannot, you cannot. Yeah, they're taking a quarterback, or yes, or, or you if you really don't want one, then you trade out of the pick and you load the fuck up. True. I mean, look yeah. at it this way: they had the number two pick. We had the one. They had the two in twenty twenty. We drafted Burrow. They drafted Chase Young and left Tua, uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, who was Justin their... Herbert and Jalen Hurts on on the board? Who was yeah. their quarterback then? Their quarterback was no, 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 no. Their quarterback then was Mark Sanchez. That was the <laughs> off season after Mark Sanchez broke his leg, I think, <laughs> or the or the second year after he broke his leg. I mean, here's was it the 2020 season? 2020. Dr- tr- the yeah. 2020 draft so leading Alex, into the 2020 Alex season. Smith was their starting yeah. quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. He broke his leg. Yeah. Broke the leg. Well, no. Well, yeah. So all, I guess. All, yeah. yeah. All I know is this, is that if there's a team that really believes Caleb Williams is the be-all, end-all, and the answer, you got to go get him. And you go up and you take your shot and you go to one. If Chicago doesn't think that he's the answer there or he doesn't believe he wants to be there, make the move. Get out of the pick, trade the two, trade the three, let one of them move up and get a ton of extra capital for them to move to one. And between that capital and Fields capital, because guess what? If Chicago believes that any one of those three quarterbacks is good enough, and do you know that New England or Washington wants Williams? You make the deal and you get something. And now, if in reality, if I'm if I'm Chicago, I draft him one and I trade him. Uh, I think you get more if you draft if you trade before. Right, but I, isn't there like I, with them paying the salary? Like, there's something going on, like the way they who they pick where or something. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but if you do that, think about. I think uh, who was it? The Colts drafted John Elway. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and then yep. and then they had to trade him because he refused to show up, and they got like, you know, pennies on the dollar because yeah. everyone knew, hey, I'll give you this, but I know I'm not giving you more because he does he's not going to play for you. So, do you want to get something or not? I think, you know, like you said, as of right now, Caleb is saying you know, all the right things, but say he really, you know, behind closed doors, he's telling Chicago, I will not show up there. Then you don't let anyone know and you feel the call and you get a King's ransom for it. But that was, did you know, did you guys know that that was the final first round draft pick the Baltimore Colts ever made? John Elway? Uh Uh-huh. Before they, before they packed up in the middle of the night and moved to Indianapolis? Yep. Yeah. 
Epstein well. came down from the rafters. Yep. Fuck the Ursay family. Yeah. Um. Last question on the commanders. And I'll go with you first, Jai. Was Dan Quinn the right guy? Hell for no. Them? Hell no. <laughs> we talked about it earlier in the show. How you go hire defensive coordinator that got that allowed forty five points dropped on his defense's head at home? They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop Jordan Love, and you hire him to be your new head coach right after you already had a defensive coordinator retread in Titanic Ron. I mean, have the, I understand that the defense stinks, but go hire Mike McDonald, who was 45 minutes up the road. He's going to bring in Dan Quinn, who was a mid-head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, who has 28-3 to on his resume. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I hated that hire. I was like, oh, everything's moving in the right direction for Washington. And then they fucking tank it and ruin it by bringing in a washed head coach. The fuck are we bringing in Dan Quinn for? They were better. They were better off hiring. They were better off hiring Belichick, Mike McDonald, or promoting Eric Bieniemy be the new head coach. Should've what the hired, fuck are we doing hiring Dan Quinn? And done better. Well, McDonald got a job with Seattle, right? Yeah, he did. He turned him down. I think they fucked themselves. They wanted Ben Johnson, right? The Lions guy. Yeah, yeah. And they waited. And he turned them down, and then they were in panic mode. Because, to me, uh, I get it. Maybe you don't want to bring in Belichick, right? You think he's past his prime. But why, why not bring in Mike Vrabel, who is a much better coach than, than Dan Quinn? Mm-hmm. I mean, would like, that have made... If you wanted to go defense, you had plenty of options on the table. And yet you chose Dan Quinn. Yeah. After that disgusting playoff performance. Well, I don't fuck? think they wanted to go defense. They wanted to go offense, and then they got turned down. So, I mean, what what do you think? Do you think they should have tried a little harder for Vrabel, Crapper, instead of uh, Quinn? I mean, I don't understand why they didn't take Vrabel in the first place. I mean, it just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Unless they just didn't want him. They just didn't like him. He's too, you know, he's too big. Uh, <laughs> Joe. Absolutely. I know. I don't know. I don't think that was. I really think they were so honed in and like Ben Johnson's our guy and that's who we want. And then when he said, I'm going back to Detroit, like I think they really didn't know what to do and panicked instead of just taking a little bit more time with it. Unbelievable. All right. Um, Well, that does it for the NFC East, fellas. Any any final thoughts? Um, hmm. who is your way too early favorite to win that division next year? Uh, go ahead. You want to go first, Crapper, or? I'll be right back. Hold on. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the Cowboys, Jai. Because I think they bring back most of the team that went 12 and 5. Um, I think, as constructed, they can easily win 10 plus football games again. It's just, you know, they play great in the regular season, Jai. And um, 
It's can they win in the playoffs? The, the regular season success has never been an issue for the Dallas Cowboys. So I say the Cowboys because I think Commanders are obviously in rebuild mode. Um, the Giants, I think, are another year from really competing. They got to acquire some more talent. And the Eagles, like we've said, if they get off to a tough start, it, I think it can spiral out of control real bad, like really fast and be really bad. Yeah. Like the Eagles, they have the talent to obviously, I think even make, they have the talent to make the NFC championship game, but obviously it, it's all with the coaching. And listen, if things don't start off well, they, you know, you're talking about a team that's that five, five and 11 or five and 12. Uh, I could see that happening because it'll implode that bad. And uh, Mr. Enigma says, find interesting Jerry Jones hired Jimmy Johnson. Interesting season. It's a matter of being consistent in a postseason. So, yeah, I'm like, I think Cowboys, Cowboys to me are the front runners to win the division because we're not talking about the postseason, right? We're just talking about winning games in regular season and the Cowboys Mm -hmm. can do that. So that, that would be my pick, Jai. Who do you, who do you like? I'd say Philly. Better roster, better quarterback, and keep this in mind as well. There has not been a repeat champion of the NFC East in over 20 years. So keep that in mind as well. Okay. I I mean, I know that hasn't happened. I just I I just feel like it's the Eagles should have won the division this year. And I don't, I mean, do you think that, I don't know if the defense gets any better. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think was on a one-year deal. Obviously I think you try and bring him back, but he showed, Hey, uh, I'm good enough. I'm not going to be super cheap. Um, and you know, for all the shitty things we say about Sirianni, if Jalen Hurts just had any sort of life inside of him, he could fix this as the quarterback well, and leader of that football team. I talked about it. We t- we talked about it during the season on this show. I talked about it on my podcast. You know, he is a he's a great guy, good guy, excellent, you know, talented, very damn good football player, and you know, a hell of a teammate, you know, probably, but like I said, when that idiot is your head is the team's head coach, you can you can that football team can ill afford to have a Gary Cooper strong, strong and silent type uh, yeah. personality within their franchise starting quarterback. I'm sorry, it, 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 you, you got to have a little bit of you got to show a little bit of moxie, a little bit of life, a little bit of uh, of uh, of uh, some you know you got to have that fire in your belly where you're not afraid to hold your teammates accountable, and mm-hmm. if it requires yelling and getting in guys faces and that's what it takes yeah but and i get it you need to be even killed as a quarterback you can't get too high or too low but i mean uh, we talked about it when jake Elliott hits a 62 yarder in the torrential downpour rain against the bills to send it to overtime who's I get a little, by the guy i play golf with so. yeah can i get a little fist pump something I, yeah i don't need yeah. you jumping for joy because obviously the game's not over it's only sending it to overtime but can I get something more than I'm just staring yeah. off into space? Like, I don't even know what just happened. 
Yeah, and that was a difficult kick too. It was a, it was a fifty nine yard field no, goal and six, torrential downpour. Six, it was I think it was sixty two. Sixty two in the rain. On on grass, not not turf, on fucking grass, because I think Philly plays on grass. Yeah. Sixty two <coughs> yards. Yeah. Go the ahead. Ga- the, the Gary Cooper strong and silent type personality did not help the Eagles yeah. when their season was going down in flames. We discussed yeah. that. Go ahead, Crapper. You said you were talking to the guy about it? No, no, I was making a joke. That's all. Oh, I thought maybe you did. I don't know. No. You talked to him about a bunch of football, so. Um, who do you think is winning the division? Or, you know, early pick? Dallas. Mm-hmm. They're not going to win a championship, but Dallas is still. Yeah. That's what I said. Regular season, they're great. Post, you know, playoffs, different story, but that's not what we're talking about. So, Dallas. All right. Um, any any final thoughts, Crapper, before we wrap it up? Um, How about the next? Find people what, 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 to uh, come get their taxes done. What's your, two, what's your two minutes on the Knicks, Crapper? I, 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 uh, there's nothing, there's nothing my... to get into in the Knicks right now. The Knicks are going to, unfortunately, lose a few games here until everybody gets back. All right. First of all, I don't want to see Alec Burke on the floor. He's a fucking bomb. I never wanted him in the first place. I thought we just got him because he's a salary dump for fucking Evan Fournier. And that's just a freaking waste, an absolute waste, because he is used, he was useless the first time around, and he's still useless. Bogdanovich can't do what he's supposed to be doing right now because, you know, he's he's being asked to do things he's not there to do. He's supposed to be a spot up three shooter when Randall's got to kick the ball out when he's on the you know on the second you know five. Um, yeah, I think I think Bogdanovich will be better once you bring once OG I, I, I also, and Randall. I, I, I hate bringing in losing players to winning to winning teams. Like, it's just. Ugh. Like the, I mean, the Pistons were the worst of the worst, and you bring these guys in. So it's it's, it's weird. Um, but all I know is, like, if you get Randall and OG back, you're starting five, and you get Mitch back, you go, you know, whether it's Hardenstein or, you know, or Mitch starting, I don't care. Right. But you get one of them, OG, Randall. Um, Brunson, Brunson and Hart, right? No. Um Oh, I'm, I'm missing one. No, I wouldn't yeah. start hard. Um, start hard. I'm trying to think who was starting. I guess DiVincenzo would be the other guy there to be the spot up shooter. And then off the bench, you play Hart. And Precious has turned out to be a stud. I mean, that was a hell of a deal. He can't shoot a three, but he's trying. <laughs> but Hart, Precious, um, Hardenstein and Bogdan and Hardenstein and that's the nine and you roll those nine and everybody else sits and that's the end of it yeah I don't want to see anybody else on the floor with the, except for those nine mm-hmm. but they got to get healthy if they get healthy and they run those nine they could win a championship I fully believe that wow wow that is a bold prediction ladies and gentlemen I hey I, I, what did I bet him at Let's see if you guys remember Oh, like fifteen plus fifteen hundred or something like that. Twenty five hundred. Twenty one. Okay, twenty five. All right. February sixth. I'm riding that train, baby. All right. I I'm not as high on them as Crapper, but I can see them getting to the Eastern. Con- they could with that lineup and things break properly. If like I said, if everyone comes back healthy, and things break properly. They 
I think they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think the Celtics are just too good. I don't think they can beat the yeah, Celtics. They're very sloppy, though. They have nights where it's like they just go through the motions, and you know, well, that's the NBA. That's, that's the NBA. That is the NBA now, Jai. These guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, just going through the motions, do whatever they want. I I think the playoffs. They actually try and turn it up, and I think. Them, the Bucks scare me because you got Dame and Giannis. And I, I feel also, like- I also have a feeling that if you lose Hardenstein, that they try to make a trade for Luca. What? I think in the offseason, if you lose Hardenstein, who's going to want starter money, and the Knicks are already paying Mitch, I think they go get Luca. How can they get Luca? Trade. You trade nine first round draft picks. That's you really think the Dallas Mavericks would give up Luca for nine first round picks that none of them are even would ever be new, a top new, ten pick. New owner, and if he pushes to get out, he says he's not re-signing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nine first round i mean i yeah of course i would offer that i just don't think the mavericks would take it i don't you know i don't think that's enough for for luca because like i said none all those aren't those aren't all those extra picks the knicks have are like super protected not all of them but most of them are like they're top top protected right so you're not getting top 10 talent and if the Knicks have Luca and Brunson. You're talking about a team that's not going to be out of the playoffs for the next five seasons. Well, let's not forget that you had Luca and Brunson in Dallas, and they didn't make the playoffs. Well, so. yeah, well, that's no. I think well, yes, but that was also Brunson has gotten a lot better, but they also didn't offer Brunson any money. Imagine yeah. if they would have kept him. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I think that's a pipe dream. I would love if the Knicks got Luca. I just don't think. That's a that's an option, but you know, well, we shall see. We shall see. The, yeah. To me, what, how about shut- the Mets? How about the then Senga gets shut down. Senga shut down. We don't want to talk season, about it. Season's, season's over, over already. Season's already hasn't over. even started. Season's fucking over. John. I'm or- and I'm already over Steve Cohen too. Yes. Oh really? And I'm I'm, Steve spending like the Wilpons. And I'm over. I'm over this new GM because. Uh, he's already pissed. Well, all this bullshit with Alonzo and the fucking clubhouse is just talk. Like I don't buy it. The guy plays hard every day. Hits forty plus fucking homers with over a hundred RBI, and you're you're gonna try and lowball off offer him. I, I don't think unless they they offered him show Otani money. I think he's he's done with the Mets. Really? Yeah. Am I wrong, Crapper? Nope. You're not wrong. He's not coming back. Yeah, he's already pissed off with the fuck. They lowballed him, like yeah. soup. Like what was? I don't know what. Have you heard? I what don't the, know what the offer was, but it's just an embarrassment. We're back to the same old Mets. It's fucking bullshit. I'm tired of it already. Yeah. Think right. Yeah. Should, this guy. I mean, with with how much money Cohen has, Jai, and mm-hmm. there's really no salary cap in baseball, only a luxury tax. Like, shouldn't Alonzo is a Help! Never been injured. Plays uh, 150 plus fucking baseball games. Mm-hmm. Hits over 40 home runs every year. Yeah, yeah. over you 100 RBIs. The, the Mets could have gone and signed 
Alonzo to a contract. You can't. You could have gotten Cody Bellinger. You could have gotten Brandon Woodruff. You could have gotten Jordan Montgomery to bolster your rotation. And with that kind of lineup and that kind of pitching, you could have contended. And you know what? He sat there and did nothing. Bellinger yep. signed for literal pennies. Yeah. Fucking, it's a fucking joke. I still get why you didn't offer Alonzo like thirty-five million plus. Because this guy is, we're, we're gonna be the we're gonna be the Milwaukee Brewers. We're I know. gonna be a low budget team that you know may sniff the playoffs. Let me say, Jack, what you, right? Is you do you think thirty-five is too much money for a guy like Pete Alonzo? Um, I don't think so. No, he yeah. he has well surpassed expectations and has played very well where he deserves a pay raise and a new contract. And the fact that the Mets are playing, you know, uh, monkey games, deciding and choosing not to pay them and being coy about whether or not they want to pay them, how much they're going to pay them if they choose to pay it's just unacceptable. I mean, yeah. if it nothing is. else, give your fans a reason to watch. Give them a reason to believe you know that your that your team that your team season is going to be halfway worth giving a shit about and halfway worth watching. You know, in the middle of the summertime, because he is he has been their best player on that team, really ever since he's been a Met. In all honesty, mm-hmm. and for Cohen and and their GM Billy Epler and now Stearns to fuck around with him to the point where he. According to you guys, he's as good as gone after this season. That's a tremendous indictment on team ownership and the front office, and it's an indictment also on uh, it's an indictment just on the Mets organization as a whole. Um, yeah, because I look at the Mets and I see you know a seventy and ninety-two baseball team is what I see. Not wrong. They're not, not wrong. wrong. And seventy might be a push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely ridiculous. I had it with the fucking Mets. All right. I'm, I'm going back to work, boys. All right. We'll see you later, crapper. And that's it, Jai. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week. Um, do you want to stay NFC, Jai, or do you want to move over to the AFC? Do you want to go back and forth, or do we want to do four weeks NFC and then the last four weeks AFC? Uh... We can do four and four. Okay, so next week, the NFC North, we will hit. So we'll go east, north, southwest. All right? So next week, we will get into the NFC North. And, uh, yeah, and whatever news comes out of the Combine, we should be – when does free agency start? I think the day is like March 13th or something like that. Well, I know it's – yes, and we will be sprinkling in – Free agency, and you know, because you know, we're gonna start. I think next week starts legal. I want to say next week probably starts legal tampering, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's a couple yep, days it's, before. Uh, it's March 13th. The signing period begins at 4 p.m. New York time, March 13th. Yeah, but I want to say the legal tampering is like three to four days before that, correct? Uh, I have to check. I think it is because obviously at 4 p.m., I can't how can I really have a deal for a like, right? The whole framework for a deal for a player when free agency has only started at 4 PM. Right. So I think they, the legal tampering is allowed. Uh, 
starting here pretty soon. So, yes, we'll do as news develops, ladies and gentlemen. We will break it down. Big, you know, trades should start happening here in the next couple weeks. You know, all free agency. So we will be talking about all of this. Um, Jai, would you like to plug your show? Uh, yes, you can listen to Monday's episode of this week's Amatelakitaya's podcast. Where, what did I discuss? I discussed the court storming debacle with Kyle Filipowski and Wake Forest from over the weekend. A little NBA at the back end. I talked about the my Cincinnati Bengals tagging T. Higgins. Talked about that. I also talked about um, Major League Baseball, all the unsigned free agents and the uniform debacle with the <laughs> uniforms being see-through and essentially providing... Uh, softcore porn for every female and and male homosexual baseball fan out there. So I had to talk <laughs> about that. Um, and uh, yeah, and I screamed and yelled about why I can't stay in school uh, because I it's getting around midterm time and I wish that I you know was anywhere else but in school right now. And now I'm watching Lakers and uh, Clippers, hoping that my parlay hits so I can make myself a nice uh, $69.5. Nice. So I can be in a good mood when I wake up Thursday. You're lucky we didn't get to the T. Higgins stuff, Jai. I I have a lot to say about that at some point. But (laughs) we'll get to it. We will get get to to T. Higgins. All right. Hell, hopefully by the time we get to it, he'll have a new contract with us. You You better hope he does. I I just don't. My uh, team doesn't have a choice. And my team, my team, this has got to be the offseason of their life. Outside of teams, they also is just a lot of shit that my team has got to clean up. Yeah, you need a new running back because Joe Mixon is done. That's that's Unless he takes a major pay cut, right? Yeah. And I don't think. Not even Joe Mixon. We need to, like, just build within the fucking trenches. Get Get some interior offensive linemen, a right tackle, and. And have uh, just a wall yeah. of a defensive line. That's even before you get to shit like Joe Mixon. Uh, sort of stuff. I mean, literally the only skill position player that, in my opinion, and needs to be heavily addressed this offseason is T. That's it. Yeah. Everything else has to be get yourself a new punter and build within the trenches. All right. All right. Well, great to be back. Season five underway. And we kick it kicked it off with our old theme song so i'm glad we're doing that and kickstart my heart will be back for the rest of the time we do the wednesday night tailgate till the end of time jai yes like all right in timberlake to the yes. end of time <laughs> oh jesus yes. all right so remember get your taxes done by crapper and listen to jai's show so for crapper and jai i'm drill sarnsey and this is a Wednesday night tailgate where the tailgate party never ends. We'll see you guys next week as we dive into the NFC North recap. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a great weekend. Peace. I do, do.